0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get a $100 free bet when you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge, $250 cash, and a $250 gift certificate up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, Really Real, Villain Real. It's Real Furman Jr. here at your service on a Friday in the NBA. Got my guy, Scott Studio show with me. Scott, what's going on?
1: Nothing much. I'm um, pretty excited. Bowl game season officially starts in about seven minutes, which is a take, fun time. Take Central. Oh, wait, is it really? Is it? Yeah. Wait, the game is a seven? Wait, it's, no. It's at 1130. You got the UAB game against Ah, oh, uh, no, Miami I'm Ohio. supposed
0: to bet this game. All right, while well, you, go you got ahead seven and talk minutes, for a little but
1: bit it, while I try to bet this game real quick. I was gonna say overall pretty good. Uh, yesterday ended up splitting. I lost the lock by half a point on the under with that Heat game. Tyre Hero couldn't be stopped, and yeah, he basically went for a forty piece on my head, but did end up getting a bit lucky there with the dog. Had Zion thirty plus points, got there in overtime, so that ended up being a split for me. I'm still salty though about how the NFL gambling podcast episode between the two of us went for me because I <laughs> lost I lost two props on one play. I had 49ers defense touchdown anytime. Well, you didn't
0: really lose the props. You never had the props.
1: Well, I had Geno interception.
0: No, so, no, I mean you had the yeah. you had the props, but you never really yeah, that, had the that, props. That's
1: true. I never had the winner. I had the props, but <laughs> I had this Niners defense anytime touchdown at five to one. Fumble recovery inside the five-yard line. I mean, Fumble recovery, returned to the five-yard line. And then they had the pick six, which I also had Geno interception for. And then you had the rough in the passer call, which was nonsense. So I missed out on a pretty huge payout on that one play with the rough in the passer. But I was all over the Niners. I was all over the under. And overall, I had a pretty good game. But missing out on two props on a questionable penalty on the same play, five to one. It was such a good read, too. It was mm-hmm. just unfortunate, but it is what it is. No. I
0: mean, I, I had a bad day. Well, no, I hit the under, so I was I was straight there. But Seattle, I, w- I was looking for the backdoor cover. Didn't get it there. You had the then. McCaffrey yards, though. Yeah, yeah. I got the McCaffrey, McCaffrey yards, and I got George Kittle first touchdown. 12-1? But, 12-1. However, we are on an NBA show, so we're going to talk some NBA hoops. And we got another, what is this, 10 games today? 10 games slate here in the NBA yesterday I came in late with the tweet, that's why you follow us on Twitter. Came in late with the tweet. Told you to hop on Moses on Moses Brown's rebounds and take them all the way up to ten for plus two twenty. That cashed. What was the original
1: even, number at? Like seven. It was and a seven half. and
0: a half. It yeah. was at seven and a half. And, and twelve in the end. I think he ended. Yeah, he finished with twelve. Moses Brown is one of my favorite players in the NBA, just because when I always every year I go figure out what team he's on because he's stashed on the bench somewhere on he's some the, team. He's
1: the spot start rebound king. Yes.
0: Did it for Cleveland. It was great. Did it for the Thunder. He was great. Uh, n- now you just got to wait for him to have that 20-piece. So hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, Zubash is out for more time. But if he is out, Moses Brown is a great play for rebounds and sometimes points, honestly. All right, let's move on and actually talk about the slate that's happening today.
1: Well, did, so you, have I- any ta- did you have any takeaways from yesterday's action? You want to just go straight into it? I mean, Jock gave you
0: a triple-double in 26 minutes. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything else to say. Do you think there's
1: value on Memphis to win uh, the West? Yes, 100%. I, We've I, talked about it before, but I, I know you were pretty early to the party there. Mm-hmm. But you're really looking through the West, and the Warriors now are going to be without Curry for X amount of time, and they haven't been good to begin with. You're looking at Phoenix. They were good yesterday, but I was right about the Clippers, by the way. I said, ignore the injury report at around 11 o'clock. It's all going to change. They'll pull everybody at <laughs> 7 p.m. It doesn't matter. It's Clippers tradition. You pull everyone at 7 p.m. So the morning yeah. injury report doesn't matter for the Clippers. But you're going down the line of the Western Conference. How many teams do you actually like to make a deep run right now? Because Memphis definitely... I, I have it between
0: Cox. two. I have Well, three.
1: I, I, I have think New Orleans three. is even a stretch at this point because I hate the way they close games. I have... Golden State, when fully healthy,
0: I think that they're going to be in it. And You're not be concerned able-
1: about them being like a 7 or an 8 seed, maybe a play-in? I am concerned.
0: Parties, huh? I am concerned with that, but I think that if they get through that hurdle, they can go on a run.
1: Just saying, it's a lot of mileage.
0: Yeah, no, 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 I get it. I just think that that's going to be like, I'm, all, I'm not going to discredit them. They're not my favorite. Yeah. That's why I'm mm-hmm. saying I'm last, but, you last. The know.
1: point is they're having a bit of a down year
0: yeah. right now. So, but Golden State would be one. Memphis is the second one. And then the last one is Portland. And that's okay. because of the fact that they look this good already, and their best defender still hasn't came back.
1: That is true. So, Gary Payton the second was yep. rumored to come back three weeks ago or a month ago, and he still hasn't played. So I don't know what his story is. I still think they need another center. I'm not the biggest Nurkic guy. I think he's fine, mm-hmm. but he gets torched so often defensively on pick and roll coverage. Mm-hmm. I think they really need another more athletic center. Like I think if that team had if, they miles, a, if they get if they get a Miles Turner for example. Yeah, I think they would be significantly better. Just for oh yeah, example. absolutely. I know Nurkic gives you some playmaking with passing and stuff. I kind of like that Portland wild card option there. I don't think they're good enough, but I can understand your angle. Mm-hmm. Denver, do you want to make a case for Denver? Nope. nope. No, not at all. Not. no Okay, and New Orleans. I don't think in close games. I have a coach of the year ticket on Willie Green, but their end of the game rotations at times and just decision making are atrocious. I and think I know- New
0: Orleans will win one series.
1: I think they'll win a series. series. Brandon Ingram, I know he's still injured. I think he's still a very solid player, and he closes games. But I'm not sure New Orleans is actually good enough from behind the arc. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to really come back to bite them at times. But the point is, we're looking at the West. And I think Memphis right now is the most just complete team in the West because at least they have an identity. Mm -hmm. They know what they are. And Bain hasn't even played for a month, and they're still winning. Mm -hmm. They're incredible at home and you're looking at what happened last year they view the warriors as their arch rivals the warriors think they're beneath them because they should they want a title mm-hmm. again but memphis if you want the extra chip on their shoulder they're looking at the team that beat them in the playoffs last year and the team that you know they compare themselves to they have an extra title and you could argue memphis definitely wants to even the score i
0: sent out a tweet last night and i said that i promise i think it was something along the lines of I promise that the finals game between these two won't be as bad.
1: And that is, that's probably fair.
0: I I am very much do think that there's a good possibility that that Milwaukee Bucks and Memphis game we saw last night can happen again in the finals. Like I think there's a very good possibility.
1: I mean, we saw the Grizzlies beat the Warriors by they were up fifty in a playoff game and they still uh-huh. lost the series. So I don't know if it really matters that much in the grand scheme. <laughs> but Memphis at home though. I've been talking about their first half at home for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. It's printing money at this point. Mm-hmm. They are so good in the first half at home.
0: That was last year, too. It's mm-hmm. how it's the identity of that team, as you said. So yeah. all right, before we get into the actual slate, let's talk about win bet. They're now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. You have exclusive rewards at your fingertips with casino play, sports betting, the win bet win hour, the uh Same game parlay, win, build your own bet, construction zone, great promos and everything. Sign up today and get a special offer, bet $100, get a $100 free bet. So much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet. So they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Our subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 and older and president state. play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700.
1: So, did you get your uh bowl game bet in while I was ranking? Yes,
0: I did get my uh bowl game bet in. It, I'm getting double digits in a bowl game, I'm taking it every time, okay, and I'm sprinkling on the money line. So, let's go Miami, Ohio. I was oh, only in UAB, on but, then, football.
1: but then McBride uh, ended up opting out. So that's another wrinkle in there. And,
0: and Miami, Ohio is used to playing at weird times. Yeah, like, man, Action always happens at weird times of the day. All right. Let's see here. Oh, wait. That is not – that's the sports book. That is not what I'm looking for. All right. Let's talk about this slate really quick. We got the – sacramento kings playing the detroit pistons in detroit minus six for the kings 237 and a half is the total there pulling up an injury report for these two teams and we have for the sacramento kings whoa
1: the herders questionable and yeah three, that's basically it for both teams kate of yeah, Herder, for
0: the year. herders questionable uh For Detroit, Marvin Bagley is not on the injury report, so that's big. Everybody knows about Cade, and then Isaiah Livers is still out. But Marvin Bagley is expected to play today.
1: Good or bad? I'm actually a big fan of Durham. No, no, no. I think he's
0: definitely, like, secured him a spot. I, th- I just think that gives them some really good length. Like, they have three bigs that if anybody gets into foul trouble, mm-hmm. they can rotate through pretty well. Like, I-, I think that's pretty solid for
1: them. I like the over even more with Bagley playing, because I can guarantee you Durant's a significantly better rim protector than Bagley. And it's mm-hmm. not even close.
0: Wait, right, what you doing in the game, though?
1: Uh Over. I mean, I kind of just lean to it. Uh, just not even just because of the Bagley stuff, but Detroit's been playing pretty up tempo lately. We know Sacramento wants to play very up tempo. Mm-hmm. Are we just blindly taking Sabonis rebounds? I mean, uh, he walked into yeah. twenty and twenty last game. I'm expecting an up tempo game. Uh, I Bagley, think this one's a
0: little more difficult because he, again, he's just going to have a lot of big bodies to to be around.
1: It's also a very high total, of course, at around like two thirty seven and a half, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, five and a half for Sacramento. I give props to Detroit. I think they've done a pretty solid job of covering as underdogs. But I know we blindly bet them as double-digit underdogs. Yeah. yeah. It's not double digits here. I think this line's a little bit short because I do think Sacramento's a really good basketball team. And assuming Herder's out, what, you're going to put Monk into the lineup instead? I don't think the drop-off is that big. I'm, st- I'm still going to take Sacramento. Mm. Do you think there's a big drop off between Herder and Monk? I know Herder's the better player, but I think Monk's good enough coming around screens that you don't notice that much of a drop off in terms of offensive space.
0: I think that it, I think the difference is that of what they do when they come off the screen. So when. Herder comes off the screen you know he's gonna pull up shoot mm. more than likely or some type some type of mid-range something like that but with Malik Monk he's more of a slasher and going to try to get to the basket he can pull up he can't slash it's kind of a, a little bit of difference in how you're scouting the two players and what they're going to do when they're coming off a pick and roll or when they when they're um on an off ball screen or anything like that so uh I'm <sighs> Uh, is this a spot that Detroit can get right? Let's talk ATS a little bit before I make my decision. We have Sacramento last five games; they are two and three ATS. They going, they've been on a long road trip. This is the last game of the road trip, I believe as well. I
1: was very impressed by that win in Toronto.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very good win. And then for Detroit, you have three one and one ATS in the last five with wins. We got those two those two double-digit wins they had um, against – well, I guess Memphis pushed one, but whatever. It was close enough. Memphis and Pelicans, they got the outright win in Miami, and then go get an outright win on the road in Charlotte. Uh...
1: This line feels about right, but I've seen more good things from Sacramento than Detroit. And even though Detroit's been good in an underdog role – it's not like they're a good basketball team. They're just mm. better than they looked over compared to the first like 10 games of the season. I still think Sacramento is a pretty good basketball team.
0: I'm trying to think. If these two teams get into a shootout, who do I like more?
1: That's why I linked to the over. I, I'm, I'm just expecting a shootout. That's why I'm going to kind of play it safe in that way.
0: But um, I think I'm going to go with the Pistons. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Pistons plus six, and I'm just thinking – I'm just thinking matchup wise and lineup wise, especially if Herter doesn't go, that's just like another dead score. And uh Keegan Murray Keegan Murray's been okay. Mm. Uh but I, I think I have a little bit more faith in Bogdan Bogdanovich. And I, I think that's really the player that I want to play in this game. Bogdan Bogdanovich. got well, the here threes have, have really been good. Game. Shout yeah. out to
1: Killian Hayes, though. Hayes has been very solid lately. Yeah, though. Hayes
0: Yeah, Hayes has been. He's had a, a crazy game the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was a like, 20, oh, a who are four. you? Like, who are you, sir? But uh, Bogdan shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three. I wonder if he's in the 50-40-90 club. Got to figure that out. But...
1: I don't uh, think Boyan's a ninety percent free throw shooter, but
0: I think he's yeah, probably, probably.
1: mid eighties. Yeah, so
0: I think I'm yeah, I think I'm gonna go Detroit here because I just expect him to shootout and I think that this could be a closer this is two possessions. I'm getting six, I gotta get over two possessions at this point. I I'd rather take my chances with uh Detroit in a close one because I think that these two teams are gonna be similar to that uh Charlotte Hornets game where they're going shot for shot with each other.
1: By the way, rounding the numbers here, uh, Boyon is 50, 43, and 89. Okay. Dang. That's close. All right.
0: Anything prop-wise for you?
1: I'm not going to take unders. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. You have a total around 238. I feel like you're going to take overs or nothing. Boyon overs I like. I'm going back to the well with Killian Hayes' assists. That's mm-hmm. done very well lately. I think I have to ignore the rebounding for Detroit because with Bagley being back, I'm not sure how the minute distribution is going to be broken down. And because it's a have,
0: high total. Like, they could very well make everything. And they have them. The they have
1: they have Stewart as well. So they have a couple of big men they could rotate. I do like Sabonis, though, because we know where he's going to be. He's going to uh-huh. be in the paint. He's going to probably secure 15-plus rebounds. There's so many possessions to be had in this game. I think Sabonis props are going to be very solid. Do you, Are you tempted at all by a Sabonis triple-double with a total this high? Uh, Sacramento might walk into 120.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say I'm tempted by it.
1: I think I'm looking at Fox assists as well. I, I just think you're looking at overs. I'm expecting a track meet.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Atlanta Hawks going to play the Charlotte Hornets and Charlotte. Minus two and a half for the Hornets. 240 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have – whoa. Atlanta
1: uh very, very shorthanded. Yeah, so Atlanta,
0: we have uh, Clint Capella is not going to be playing in this game. DeJounte Murray is not going to be playing in this game. John Collins is not going to be playing in this game. And for Charlotte, Gordon Hayward was reported earlier this week to be making his return to the lineup in this game. Uh, Mark Williams is out. We know Dennis Smith Jr. and Cody Martin are still out. All right.
1: And Omelo's back, of course, because he played last game.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like you don't trust Atlanta, but do you really trust Charlotte to even make it hard for Atlanta on the road?
1: I'll ask you this. Since we know both teams defensively are useless, do you think Steve Clifford's press conference call out will do anything? in the short term, for the Hornets?
0: Uh, I hope so. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, maybe for one game.
0: Maybe. I hope so.
1: <laughs> I think I have to link to Charlotte, especially if Hayward does potentially come back, because I think Hayward is a key piece of this team. But mm-hmm. the line movement in this game has been crazy. I believe it opened up at Charlotte minus one. Now it's at around like two and a half. The totals the funniest story. No, I man, a total, U- I the a total YouTube doesn't sound real. Night. I made a YouTube video last night, and I gave out Charlotte and Atlanta over two thirty-two and a half. That's crazy. And I crazy. woke up, and it was two forty. It That's went up crazy. seven and a half points.
0: And before you got it, it was at two twenty-eight.
1: Yeah, that was the seven p.m. night prior line. But I so took it now at half. and a half. It's gone up seven and a half points in roughly eight hours, eight or nine hours.
0: Yeah. So. That's from opening to now, you have a 12 point line move on yep. this total.
1: I'm not taking the under. I, I I can't take the under in this game. I think if you're gonna take an under, you'd argue maybe Atlanta team total and you hope Charlotte somewhat buys in, or Atlanta's just so injured that they don't have enough scoring depth to actually reach like a 120. Which nah, would be the Charlie's, gonna let, <laughs> the Charlie's gonna let them score. Charlie's gonna let them score. I still like the over. Like I just see. It it's just, like you know, Charlie's gonna Detroit let score. and before overtime game was at two fifty four in regulation. Like this game's gonna be a track meet. I'm on overs on everybody. I like Bogdan. I think Bogdan's gonna have a great game. He's gonna have to start basically because they don't have many other guys. But Trey, he's been shooting terribly. His assist numbers at eleven and a half. But he had what do you have? He had 16 assists against Orlando, 13 assists against Orlando. He had a bunch of assists. Mm-hmm. But I think he's in line for a good game there. But you have Trey and Lamelo guarding each other, and neither one of them want to play defense. So I have to like overs on basically everybody, don't I? A Kongu double double. You have no Capella. You have no depth. Your backup center is Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah. A had a double double last game. I got to assume he's got value for a double double in this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Maybe um, a Mason
1: Plumlee double-double if you want to get sneaky with it. You blindly take the threes on Bogdanovich, on Rozier, and maybe A.J. Griffin. It's it's like you got to— so many points to be had in this game.
0: Yeah, it's just trying to figure out what to actually key it on and focus on.
1: I know you're a P.J. Washington guy.
0: Yeah, I am. I am, and I think he had, he could have a very good game. He, was a little, he might be due a little bit too.
1: DeAndre Hunter, I know, led the team in scoring last game. I think he had twenty five. So maybe I'm
0: looking at one of more. the. I'm looking at one of the Duke guys. I'm looking at either Griffin. AJ Griffin or or Jalen Johnson, one or the other. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to go with more.
1: I've gone on record when he was drafted. I don't think Jalen Johnson's a good basketball player. <laughs> I, that's just my opinion on him. I don't think he's that good. Uh, I'd probably go Griffin. Griffin has kind of been nice. I know he had two mm-hmm. buzzer-beater game winners uh, so far this season. I probably lean him. Bogdanovich though is going to get the ultimate green light in this game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he attempts like eleven three pointers. Would that right. surprise you? Like they don't have many three-point shooters on the entire team, anyway.
0: Yeah. No. He. I, I think. I think he's got to go like for thirty.
1: <laughs> he's, he's really going to have to. But if if I told you or post game you look at the box score and Bogdan goes like six for twelve from three. It's not not that, surprised. it's not that far fetched. Yeah, I think
0: I yeah, I think I think Bogdan you gotta take his you that volume's
1: take, gonna be crazy.
0: You gotta take his threes. He's gonna take at least ten. All right. I haven't picked the side for this game yet. I'm installing.
1: Uh I'll lean Charlotte at home. I don't like either team, but Charlotte's healthier and Atlanta's useless on the highway.
0: Yeah. If yeah, I had to pick, that's a, ultimately that's ultimately where I was going. This actually could be a very fun game to watch.
1: <laughs> All right, well, better be a fun game. Both teams are expected to score 120 points. <laughs> the
0: Indiana Pacers are on the road to go play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Minus eight for the Cavs. Two twenty-two and a half is the total injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Indiana Pacers, Chris Duarte you know, is out. Dan Tice out. So yeah, pretty standard for them right now. And for the Cavs, pretty standard for them as well. The regular players that are missing are missing. Dean Wade, Dylan Windler, Ricky Ribio. So rather full strength for both of these teams, or at least what we know to be full strength as of right now. You're getting eight with the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have been absolutely great on at home ATS. They are 11, 2 and 1 to the number at home. And what is that? 12 and 2 straight up. Whereas on the road, the Indiana Pacers are 7 and 7 to the number, 6 and 8 straight up. However, they are 10 and 9 as underdogs this season. So a little bit in the green there. What are you doing in this one, Scott?
1: I think even though it's a decently large number in the NBA, I feel like I kind of have to take Cleveland. Mm hmm. I just think that Cleveland, with Indiana's awful defense, it's been a little bit better with Miles Turner, but it's still not a good defensive unit by any means. Mm. I'm just expecting Garland and Mitchell to get to wherever they want on the floor. Mostly Mitchell. Mitchell might walk into 35 in this game. But you could see Garland and Mitchell combine for 60, and Garland maybe with a double-double in there. I know Lamar Stevens was actually very good last game. I think Mm. he had a double-double, actually. So I think he's kind of a sneaky player and you have Allen and Mobley, and I'm just assuming Cleveland's going to dominate on the glass. But Cleveland is so good at home, and I think Indiana, Halliburton, I know, is great against the Warriors. I just feel like people might overreact to just how bad the – war, how how good Indiana looked last game because of how bad Golden State is on the road. Mm-hmm. And Curry got hurt midway through the game, and Indiana blew it open late. I got I got to go with Cleveland. This team is just a machine at home, and if I'm going to praise Memphis – for being such a good home team and why they can dominate on their home floor any time. Cleveland's the same exact situation in the Eastern Conference. So if you're this good at home, I feel like I kind of have to back you. I'll take Cleveland. They should dominate on the glass. And I do think they have the – they have two of the three or the best two players on the court, we can argue, between Garland and Halliburton. But Mm -hmm. Mitchell's easily the best player on the court, and it's not even close.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. You? uh, I will own Cleveland. I can't get away from it.
1: This number does feel right, though, but I will. Yeah, you.
0: no, it does. It's a, And it's, it's a rather large number, but here's why I feel comfortable with Cleveland going to go cover it, and it's the fact that they've already shortened the court for what the Pacers like to do on offense because the Pacers are 29th in the NBA in the last five games in terms of points inside the paint. And here you are, the, them going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers with the 10 Towers that have them at fifth in the NBA to opposing opponents', opponents points in the paint. So they defend the paint well. If you look at – excuse me. If you look at Indiana and how they are and just how they're constructed, they don't have a lot of people that slash, get to the rim, to the paint very, very effectively. Like They have good slashers. They're not great. There's nobody that just sits here and says, that's how I got to go get my buckets. Like They like to play on the outside. They like to shoot pull-up jump shots, uh, threes on the outside, all of that stuff. That's how they kind of go and get their buckets. And so uh, I'm looking for Cleveland to kind of hone in there and try to limit them on the outside because they know they guard the painted area so well, they can take chances more on the outside and be, and know that they're covered behind them. So I think that it's going to be a little bit of an issue.
1: We Mm -hmm. just saw it against Dallas. Dallas likes to shoot a bunch of threes and Cleveland shut them down for the entire game.
0: Yeah. Yep. So I like the opportunity for Cleveland here to get a really, really strong win at home where they just lost. I think they just lost their last home game and that's not too, uh, Familiar for them. So, yeah, Cleveland minus eight. I, I know it's a big number. I feel comfortable playing it. For the total, we have, what did I say? That total was at. 222 and a half.
1: I think I'm leaning under in this one. I see 223. I think I'm going to lean under because I just think Cleveland's defense is really going to clamp down and Indiana likes to play up tempo. Cleveland can, but they really don't do it that often. If I'm expecting Cleveland to win comfortably, aren't they just going to control the pace?
0: Yeah, I think they control place. But my concern is how effective they are controlling the pace because they can control the place, go slow, and finish the game at some 50% from the field and really score a bunch of points here. Um, But 222.5 is rather high for their totals. I don't think they normally be getting a lot of totals that high. Yeah, yeah, you got a 225 when they played the Lakers, but 217, 217 and a half, 221 and a half, 217 again for Dallas. Uh yeah, I think it does have kind of a similar game script to that Dallas game as well. So I'll go, I'll go under this total. Yeah,
1: we, we talked about the uh, rebounding advantage Cleveland has just for reference. Indiana Rings 24th in rebounding rate. The main issue I have with their current front court. Miles Turner, really not that good of a rebounder. It seems like he doesn't try to rebound the ball half the time. You get the mm-hmm. same vibe with him? Uh yeah.
0: It just
1: He shoots a lot of threes, so it doesn't give you much of an offensive rebounding upside, but I just think Cleveland's gonna kill on the glass in this game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think they are too. And he he just he he's giving bam rebounds. It's, that's what it's giving to me. He feels like another bam where when you get on him, it's when he doesn't want to rebound the basketball. But anytime you're not betting on him, you look and he has 12 rebounds in the third quarter. <laughs> All right. Next game on the slate we have. Oh, well, anything anything else proper wise you like in that one? Halliburton assist eight. What do you say? Eight and a half at minus 143. Oh, that is a little bit. Juiced. I don't Might think he's
1: guaranteed a double-double in this game. Like earlier in the year, he was just walking into 14. But Cleveland defensively is actually very good. I do think that you're looking at Mitchell points. I don't think anyone in Indiana can guard him. Mm-hmm. I think you're potentially looking at Garland assists. I know they've kind of cooled off a bit lately, but mm-hmm. I do think Garland has some very good opportunities to uh, get some assists. Are you blindly looking at, like, Jared Allen double-double or something? Because I could really see Allen just walking into, like, 16 and 15.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like I like Jared Allen as well. I think that uh, this is a good spot for... I really like that Gadarius Garland assist. I had that one penciled down here. And just thinking that this is a good spot where they're going to get, you know, I was talking about the points on the paint on the other side, but I think this is a good spot where Cleveland's also going to get some very good points in the paints opportunity because they are fifth in the NBA in terms of scoring their own points in the paint. And 20 Pacers are 25th in terms of defending. So that opens up for Jared Allen. That opens up for a, uh, Evan Mobley that also opens up for Donovan Mitchell slashing to the rim. So, I think that there's definitely a wide opportunity for Darius Garland to hit this prop today. I would even sprinkle on a double-double for him, to be honest.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Brooklyn Nets going to Toronto to play the Toronto Raptors. Minus one and a half for the Brooklyn Nets on the road. Two-twenty-six and a half is total injury report in this one. And we have... When I scroll to it, we have Royce O'Neal, who is not on the injury report. He's expected to play. Seth Curry is questionable with the hamstring. Patty Mills is doubtful with an illness. David Duke Jr. is out. And then we also have for Toronto Raptors, the people that are not playing are the ones you're expecting not to play. OG Anobi, Otto Porter Jr. and Precious Achua all are out for extended period of time. Raptors are 0-3 against the net this season with the two losses coming with most of their roster available. They've scored 104 points per 100 possessions in that game, which it would be the lowest offensive rating against the league. Dang, they really just snapped on the uh, Raptors mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> uh, ATS-wise, Brooklyn's 2-3 of three in the last five ATS. However, they have four wins in a row. And for the Toronto Raptors, three-game losing streak, one in five, one in four, ATS in the last five. The only win and the only win that they have straight up as well in these last five games was against the Lakers team that played nobody. So Toronto is effectively and officially reeling.
1: I think Toronto is the team I'm most disappointed with this season because there's been a couple teams that have underachieved. Minnesota, for example, the Lakers. But I feel like we, we saw that during the offseason. Like I'd say that we expected them to struggle. We thought Toronto was going to be really good, mm-hmm. and Toronto's not good. I feel like they're the team I'm most disappointed by. But the Nets, as you said before, I'll just do my uh, recap or my pick quickly because I'm a Nets fan. Recently, the Nets have owned Toronto. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but the Nets beat Toronto all the time. And the meetings this season have really not been that close. So I'm going to lean to the Nets. Uh, I think that they're playing good basketball. Toronto's not. They did the Kings at home. Sacramento's on a back-to-back, and they gave up 124. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Van Vliet gave you a 39-piece, and you still lost at home? I'm taking the Nets. I know Toronto at home is, you know, good home court. I get all that. I want nothing to do with this team right now. And the Nets have just matched up well against this team in recent years. So I'm taking the Nets.
0: I want to take Toronto so bad at home. I really do. do. But But,
1: I want nothing to do with them right now. I I think I was just dead wrong about this team.
0: um, i like to see them win because it just – I'm not going to say – I'm not making excuses for them. to am saying that they've been extremely injured. There's people that have got bit by the injury bug way worse. But it has been, like, different starters or at least key role players at different times that just kind of throw things off. So I'd like to see them with full strength. And we also kind of know them to start slow. Like, they start season slow and then kind of pick it up towards the end. So they can still – you know, I think that they can still be a – top six playoff team may be right there at six by the end of the season, if they turn it on. But
1: At the end of the season, but not now. And, yeah, it's way, not happening right now. And Anobi's out for this game, right?
0: Uh Anobi is out. He is out and
1: for this game. He's one of, the, he was one of the favorites to win defensive player of the year. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he misses a game and you immediately give up 124 points.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. So I, I – I really don't like Brooklyn as favorite, but it's such a small line that I'll take my chance with it. I'll take Brooklyn minus one and a half. I think that they just have too much right now, and defensively Toronto's got to get it back going, mm. and they they've been struggling recently and giving up a, just period point blank a lot more points than they normally give up. So uh, they're normally closer into those hundreds range, and you have one twenty four to Sacramento, one eleven and one thirteen to Orlando respectively. Uh you have one thirteen to the Lakers, one sixteen to Boston. Like it's they're not there defensively right now. And if you give this Nets team points, they're gonna kill you for it. So yeah, I'm back you with the Nets here. I think Durant like the for tonight. I
1: think they they Durant and Kyrie going. are gonna potentially go for 70. Like, yeah. I don't know who can guard either of them at this point. I don't know he was their main ball pressure guy. Van Vliet tries on defense. Is he a good defensive player? Not really. I think he's okay. Uh, but you're looking at what else the Raptors have defensively. You have Scotty Barnes, who mm-hmm. has really been underwhelming this year, like he hasn't been awful awful, but people thought he'd maybe make a leap, and he hasn't. I really think they just that. pushed
0: it like a really really high leap. Like they were talking like a really really high leap for him, and I-, I was like, all right, he's gonna be better. But he
1: was rumored to be untouchable in like a Durant trade. Like that's how high. Yeah, his spot was.
0: yeah, that's where I was like, I don't think he's that untouchable.
1: For you but have Siakam, who's a good player. Is he a great defensive player? Not really. They throw in, like, Coloco and a couple centers in there who I think are okay rim protectors. Mm-hmm. But I really just see Durant getting whatever matchup he wants in this game. Same thing with Kyrie. Like, who's going to stay in front of either of those guys?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, like, a one of those... Uh, I, I don't think it's one of those games where you are... Surprise, but you just go look at the bot scores, and Kevin Durant has 35, and you're like, Oh, well, he was just consistently getting buckets throughout the entire game. Yeah,
1: you like look up, and Durant buckets. has like 35, 8, and 6, and it's like, Oh, he's shooting 60% this game. It's like, Yeah, it sounds about right. He was wide open on a bunch of mid range jump shots. Like, yeah, it sounds about right. But I'm going with the Nets, and I'll lean to the over. All right.
0: Yeah, I'm on the over as well. Here we go. We have the Orlando Magic going to play the Boston Celtics in the garden. Minus 12 and a half for the Celtics. 2.26 and a half is the total injury report for this one. And we have, whoa, that's the long string. Injury report for this one. And we have for the Orlando Magic. Jalen Suggs is out. Gary Harris is out. Uh, And that's basically everybody else that you know is still out, still out. F- same thing for the Celtics, except this: Robert Williams is expected to play in this game and make his season debut. Al Horford is questionable. Marcus Smart is questionable.
1: Uh, I'll be I'll be brief. I'm going to take Orlando plus the points. I, yeah. I think the spread's way too high. And, and really I high love spread. Robert Williams. I'm a big Robert Williams He's guy. He's only going to play like. 20 minutes five minutes five
0: minutes stretches and then sit down and finish with 20 minutes in the game
1: i'll say a ceiling of 20 minutes so even though i love robert williams you always got to keep in mind the easing in process where players come back after a long time off and they're going to be playing shorter minutes and they're probably going to have really questionable minutes in terms of efficiency because they'll be rusty and we know that robert williams is a menace on defense offensively, he's definitely a good lob threat, but I can't say he's a great offensive player by any means. I like how Orlando's it. They ended up sweeping Toronto. They've looked, they've looked good. I mean, scored 50 points in the first quarter against Atlanta. I know Atlanta's falling apart, but still, 50 points in a quarter. I mean, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. But Bonquero's been very good. Bulbul's been very good. I, Markel Fultz has been really good since he came back, and Wagner's been, been just phenomenal. But I think Orlando's being slept on and I think 12.5 is Mm -hmm. really high. I just think that Orlando is kind of being slept on. I'm going to take the points.
0: Yeah, I wasn't getting here on a double-digit spread with Boston. I wasn't going to be able to get there and do it.
1: I would against an awful team, but I think people are so distracted by Orlando's overall record that it doesn't fully account for their recent form. Orlando's a lot better than their current record.
0: They are. They very much are. And you have, like... I just like how this team is constructed and the fact that it, Paulo Benquero, we all understand Paulo Benquero is the guy. This mm-hmm. is his team. He's the main scorer. But you can go to friends, Wagner, plenty of times. Like bringing Cole Anthony off the bench brings you another scorer and ball handler uh, coming into that lineup. And then uh, Markel Fultz has been playing all right. Like he's yeah. shooting 45.7% from, the th- from three this season. So Your facilitator. Yeah, and Bow Bow out here is trying to show you that he can be what everybody's saying Wemby is going to be like. You see, you just see Bow Bow coming to at you from the three point line, and so a little bit of a revenge game here for him as well, playing against Boston. I think that this Orlando Magic team can keep up, and uh, I, I haven't looked and seen what they got when they got in a big number this season, but I remember them covering it a couple of times. So yeah, I'll take Orlando here plus twelve and a half.
1: I remember that the Celtics covered a couple times they had some favorable spots. They had like the pistons on a back to back and they smacked the crap out of them. They've had some favorable spots. But every time I watch ball bowl, bowl, I really just wonder why the hell Malone couldn't find him any minutes in Denver mm-hmm. at all. But I think Orlando's not that bad. I think Boston's gonna win the game, but I think it'll be close.
0: They played earlier this season. It was 126-120 in Orlando. Yeah, Boston was an eight-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, I think there's something similar. Something similar, maybe a 10-point game.
1: Yeah, I think Boston wins, but seven. All right. I, I'm on over. I'm really on the fence in this one because Orlando's been very good offensively, but I do wonder if Boston's going to look really good defensively at home after whatever the hell that second half was against the Lakers. I'm kind of wondering. Right. I, think, I think I have to lean over because Orlando offensively has really found their groove, but I don't really have a strong opinion on it, especially when you're going to be using a brand-new center who's a phenomenal defensive player, but you're assuming offensively the spacing might be a little bit off when he's mm-hmm. on the court.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's I'm 226.5, like – two,
1: yeah. I don't know. There's been a lot of overs in the NBA for the last couple of days. I don't know if you've noticed that these totals. What's Boston's,
0: Boston's team total?
1: Uh, well, they're favored by twelve and a half, so it should be around the two eighteen. It should be around 218, the one eighteen. One eighteen, half range.
0: Yeah. I just know they. I think they. Sc- I still think they score. I just they think should. Orlando keeps up.
1: Orlando's not a good defensive team. They just scored 50 points against Atlanta in the first quarter and held on. And the away. one
0: thing, and the one thing they do well, really doesn't apply. Like they've been guarding the points inside the paint really well over the past five games, but it really does that doesn't apply to how Boston really plays offense. Yeah, Boston may drive a little bit, but they're they're a jump shooting team. They feel comfortable in their shots, the t- shot selection that they take outside the paint. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna still go over. I'm not gonna think too hard.
1: Yeah, well, I'll ask you this though for player props. Who would you rather back? Would you rather back Jalen Brown or Tatum? Because if you like the over, one of them's probably going for at least thirty.
0: Uh. Unless Tatum.
1: you think Boston can score one hundred and twenty-five without either guy going for thirty, which I think is rather doubtful.
0: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I think one of them goes thirty. I'll probably, um, I probably say. I feel Tatum, like it's a, it's a cornflake. So I feel like it's I'd probably a say
1: Tatum after his ridiculous shot making late in the fourth quarter against the Lakers that might just roll over into this game at home. Tatum could go for 35 or 40. I don't think I'd be surprised. I think is gonna have himself a game though. I think Boncaro yeah, I like, might go for like I think
0: and uh Bo Bo both can have themselves a game, especially with mm-hmm. Robert Williams coming in and out the lineup. I think Bobo Bo can have himself a game too. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. i uh, getting distracted. Hold on, hold on. Wait one second, one second. I got to get all my screens back. All right, everything's back. Cool. Going on to the next game, say, we have the Golden State Warriors on the road. Got to remember to say that. It, against the Philadelphia 76ers. No Curry. <laughs> yep, no Curry in this game. Minus 9.5 is the line for the 76ers. 2.20 and a half is the total. Total's dropped. And drop, and drop with the no Curry news and everything. Apparently, it opened up at 231.5. It's now down at 220.5. And for the injury report for these two teams, we have... I'm sorry, what did you say the total opened up at? 231.5.
1: You're telling me Curry's worth 11 points to a total? Apparently. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. Okay, yep. Just making sure.
0: Clay Thompson is questionable with the knee injury. We know Andrew Wiggins is going to be out for some time. Jermond Green is questionable with the quad so they're, injury. They're, so
1: they're punting the game. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Uh, Andre Godala is out for injury management.
1: Bro, Igodala has played less games than Udonis has on this season.
0: James Wiseman is available. <laughs> and for the 76ers, DeAnthony Melton is not on injury report with the back injury. Daniel House is probable with the foot injury. Uh, Furcon Korkmaz is in questionable with an illness and we know we're not seeing maxi still all right any any case we're going to state in this game
1: no i I think the only case would be if philly just gets bored and completely overlooks their opponent but in reality no golden state's on the road so you know that's not going to go well anyway who the hell's going to guard Embiid? who the hell's going to guard harden like even tobias harris i don't know who's going to guard any of these people for golden state and the Sixers' last game beat the hell out of Sacramento. They beat mm-hmm. him so badly that I messed up my Embiid my MB player prop because they pulled him. I had him at 31 and a half points, and he went for 30. He went for 31 flat, actually, because he got pulled with like seven minutes to go. But that's really the issue I have in this game. I want to take player props, but I'm really concerned Philly's going to be up 30, and they're going to pull everybody in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what to do for player props in this game, but I got to take the Sixers. They're at home. Golden State's a useless road team, and they're missing everybody. I gotta assume that Philly rolls here, don't I?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. And I mean, I'm not. I don't like. I don't like this, right? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like it. I'm taking yeah, Philly they're, they're out, out of obligation
1: with Doc Rivers, which is yeah never a fun time.
0: But I, I'm taking Philly out of obligation and the fact that they're eleven and four ATS at home. Uh I think that that was the right line that I was looking at. Yeah, 11 and 4 ATS at home. So uh, out of obligation there, but my real angle is the total. Hop in on the over.
1: I like the over. Hop in on the over. 220 and a half. half. We're hop
0: in. This is it. I'm telling, hop in on the over because. Philly's going to control the pace in this game. We, we understand that. We know that. It's going to be an incredibly slow pace. They are going to be so effective in that slow pace. Like, they are going to be so effective when they get those sets and they go to the players they want to go to because I just don't think that Golden State has the ability with Andrew Wiggins and potentially no Draymond Green as well to stop anything that Philly has to, go to give them. However, I still think that they have the talent on their side to at least keep up the scoring. Like two twenty and a half, I think, is way too low for this for this total. Uh it's a it's a few points too low, and I'm I can see this going over. Like I can absolutely see this going over. Would I took it to go over in the two thirties? Probably not, but now I'm getting two twenty and a half. I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable with this going over that total.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's that's why I had to make sure that you said originally it opened up at two thirty one and a half and now it's down to two twenty and a half because Philly scored eighty points in the first half against Sacramento. Like This team offensively is clicking right now. Golden State defensively, we know, stinks. But they still have a lot of young guys who want to run. Still have Poole, still have Kaminga. Kaminga props I don't mind in this game. But you're looking at really attract me potentially breaking out here. And I was trying to look for some props that I might like. And even though you might have to worry about some starters getting pulled here and there if Philly goes up by a ton... Embiid, if he plays 38 minutes in this game, could easily go for 50, just for the record. I don't mm. know if he's going to play that many minutes, but I think he could. I'm really looking at James Harden here, mm-hmm. and his assist number is at 10.5, which I have to like the over on. Any thoughts on Harden triple-double? Because I see it at around like 10-1. to 1. We know Harden always takes these games against Golden State personally because of the pass that they've had against each other, but... I see Harden at plus 550 at one book for a triple-double, plus 550. The other book is 10-1. to Mm -hmm. And if you look through Harden's numbers against Golden State, he's had a double-double, 10-plus assists, in six of the last seven meetings. Now, his usage rate is way way down because he was on Brooklyn and he was on Houston. But if you're assuming he's going to walk into basically a guaranteed double-double, and Golden State's not a good rebounding team. Isn't there value in Harden triple double at like 10 to 1? Mm-hmm. I think there is. I mean, we talked about it, uh, or I talked about it with Munaf uh, yesterday, and Morant ended up having a triple double in three quarters against Milwaukee. But I think there's a, definitely a path for Harden to get a triple double. If they play this game 10 times, I think he has a triple double in at least one of these games. Mm-hmm. 10 to 1, I'll throw it in a long shot parlay piece.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like it 10 to 1 to see. It it doesn't seem real.
1: (laughs) It's 550 on another site, so you're getting roughly two times the odds just by shopping around. Mm -hmm. I got to assume people are going to slam it, and it's probably going to close closer to like 750. Once again, minutes could be an issue. Harden might not play the fourth quarter.
0: And that's kind of why I want to be on Golden State plus 9.5, because if Golden State makes this, makes this a close game. I'd
1: rather live bet it. I think yeah. that you have a much better chance of getting Golden State live at around like 16 and a half, 17 and a half. And I saw it in the Sacramento game. The live spread for Sacramento was like 25 and a half in the fourth quarter. And then Philly's bench squad immediately gave up like a 10 nothing run. Yeah, I'd rather live bet the Warriors if I had to play it. Yeah. But I'll look for the triple double there. And for props. Are we just on Kaminga double-double? Are we on Kaminga points? Because I know you've been pretty high on Kaminga for props, and he's done quite well.
0: Yeah. um, I I, want to be – I probably will end up being on that side, especially uh, potential of no Draymond. I think that's what I'm just kind of waiting for. Draymond's got to be out for me to kind of get there. I don't think I want to get there on a double-double with him coming off the bench. But Mm -hmm. I think that he definitely – yeah, if yeah, if Draymond's out. I think he starts. Uh, I don't know if he uh, does. He start with Steph? Out? Is
1: Draymond and Clay potentially and Curry? Like I think Kaminga has to start.
0: They're not. It depends. No, him. no. So if all of those people are out, then yeah. But if you're getting like, I think two people have to be out for him to be pushed into the lineup because you have Divincenzo, who they really like, and they're bringing him up, and uh, I think they feel comfortable with. Coming, up coming off and being that spark for the second unit. So I think we got to see like, you know, everybody be announced out and then I may be sitting there be like, all right, I'll be interested in yeah. coming for but
1: I don't record, want. I think all three will not play if I had to yeah. guess right now. Yeah. That's where I stand. I don't think it's a coincidence that Curry's out and then suddenly Draymond, who gets ejected, didn't play that much in the Indiana game. He looked fine. He was just awful in the game. Mm-hmm. Suddenly Curry's out and Draymond and Clay are mysteriously on the injury report now. I don't think they're playing.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be a uh, long road trip going into the Christmas Day game. So,
1: the Christmas maybe Day game some stock stuff. just plummeted, by the way. Yeah,
0: it really did. It did so much. I hope the uh, Warriors, I mean, I'm sure the Warriors will still make it a good game. But oh, I man, don't even they're think, they're think
1: five Sprite Cranberries are going to make that game watchable for me.
0: <laughs> I'm still going to watch the game. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the New York Knickerbockers going to play the Chicago Bulls again. Minus two and a half for the Bulls this time around. 225 and a half is the
1: total. You got to put some respect, by the way, the surging New York Knickerbockers.
0: Yeah, I guess you could say they're surging. Uh, Obi Toppin is really the big thing to uh, note for the Knicks there on the injury report and for the Bulls. I.O. DeSomu is questionable with the pelvic injury, and you know you're not going to see Lonzo. All right, we got the automatic rematch. Knicks took the
1: first game. Overtime. It was a thriller.
0: Yeah. Still got to add the fact that, what does that make Tibbs now 10-4 and 4 against the Bulls?
1: I think it's 10-4 or 11-4. He's done very well against Yeah, team.
0: something like that. He's very good against the Bulls. Okay. Do we back the Bulls in the automatic
1: rematch? I don't think I I can. Like, I lost a prop on this game. So I ended up splitting with my action on the first meeting. I -hmm. live bet the Knicks, and they won outright. Mm
0: -hmm. Sweat,
1: but they won. And I had the Bulls team total under. one fourteen and a half. and
0: a half. Yes, we did.
1: The Bulls scored 117. They shot 58.4% from the floor. In the second half, the Bulls, excluding overtime, the Bulls shot 67% from the floor, and they still lost the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think they shoot that well again. The Bulls are not a good basketball team. The Knicks might be decent. They started giving McBride <laughs> some minutes. They started giving uh, Grimes minutes. I'm a huge Grimes guy. I think Grimes yep. is a really good role player. couple big threes there when the Knicks needed them. But Randall was very good for about three and a half quarters. Brunson closed it. Disgusting mm-hmm. ankle breaker on Caruso. That was filthy. But <laughs> made that boy slap his hands. He really did. It was bad. But Levine, I'm still not sold on. It looks like he's still. Ca- it looks like he's not fully 100. percent If you watch Levine play,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Vucevic, I understand why Bulls fans don't like him. I just don't think he knows what his role in the offense is. Rosen's <laughs> gonna get whatever the hell he wants. You can't stop the Rosen. Mm-hmm. I think DeRozan might go for 35-40. He might attempt 20 free throws halfway through the fourth quarter. But I think I'm going to lean to the Knicks because the Bulls shot that well from the floor. Once again, 58-plus percent from the floor, and they still lost the game. You can't shoot much better than that. I'm going to lean to the Knicks. I think the Knicks are a bad matchup for them. I
0: am – my favorite play is the under. <laughs>
1: I like the under two. It's the game after theory. Yeah. Both teams shot very well. I think you're going to see a lot more defensive just battles here in this game. And I think you've also seen each team run their sets. You mm-hmm. just, you have the film on everybody. So I like the under yeah. two. But yeah.
0: I was on under the first game and it went over. But, you know, again, they shot 58%. I'm not betting on them do that again. And I and don't they think still they- lost. Yeah. I, on the side. Of-
1: I usually automatically expect a split with rematches, but I, I really like the Knicks and how they're playing. They're playing really well. I think Chicago should blow up the team. I've said it several times already.
0: Yes, you have. Uh, have you Chicago? agree? Have you
1: uh, come to my side? Do you still think they should ride it out? Because Chicago's headed nowhere fast. I think
0: I don't think they should blow up the team, but I I think that they should go a different direction of how they're trying to construct the team. Like they're like, just you can keep like, the Vucevic, rosy, but Vucevic, Vucevic be just isn't. Vucevic isn't helping. Like, yeah. I, he's not helping. He's very off and on on the offensive end, and he does nothing for you on the defensive side of the ball. I would just rather you go ahead and get an, a defensive center, an yeah. uh, actual rim protector, and then no, you'll the probably middle. realize. Me in the middle, keep DeRozan. You can trade some of the other guys. Oh yeah, keep DeRozan. I would. I would keep Levine too. I would. Keep I don't DeRozan know what to think of Levine
1: because his like his leg issues have been there for a couple of years.
0: So my issue with I truly, I truly, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I truly believe Lonzo is the thing that fixes the Bulls, and they're going to suck until Lonzo is in the lineup.
1: And according to recent reports, he's probably not going to play this year. He's still having surgery, and he still has pain in his knee.
0: So that's why I'm like, at this point, you got to just kind of decide that uh Lonzo might not. like He's just not available. He's not going to be available for us, and you need to go a different direction of getting somebody that can actually run your offense rather than DeRozan and Levine telling everybody to run around, and whoever opens takes the shot. But... Uh, they definitely, I would definitely get rid of Vucevic. I would actually go to Indiana and say, "Hey, look, I know you like to score. He can score. We're not going to take that from him. He can't score. Can't do shit else, but he could score. Can we get that guy that defends? Since you hate defending, and we'll take that and boom, boom, bada, bang, bada, bada, bam. If you want to pick, we'll throw that in there too. Doesn't matter. Bing, bing, boom, bam, and let's let's switch because. That's what Chicago needs. They need a rim defender. They need a rim protector. Like, they I, need a rim protector bad. <laughs> and I
1: mention this all the time, but I tend to be a little bit biased towards teams with, with an identity of any kind. The Knicks kind of regained their toughness identity, which made them, you know, a pretty solid team like a couple years ago. I don't know what the hell the Bulls are. The Bulls late in games, I know DeRozan is a shot making machine in the fourth quarter. You know, the Bulls have the worst record in the league. In like clutch time minutes. Uh-huh. They have the worst record in the league in like five point games or like. You they know, will not be winning the clutch player award. They are terrible. And yet DeRozan is still a very good clutch player. So their entire identity is DeRozan, please bail us out late in games. And they're still not winning late in games. Like, I don't know what this team is good at. I what wonder what the
0: criteria. I wonder what the criteria for a clutch player of the award, clutch player of the year award, is like. What's the criteria for that? Do you have to have like? Do you have to have a buzzer beater? Is it just like points in the last couple minutes of four? If, if like, it's buzzer
1: beater, then AJ is it defense, right Now is the front runner to win the award? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He has two
0: buzzer beaters, so he should be a front runner. But also, is it defensive in clutch moments? Like, does that go into it? Because you got some defenders that really come up big in the clutch, like so. What is the parameters for that It's work? solely Very judged intriguing.
1: based on the dagger three-pointer celebration that you have. Yeah,
0: and that's what I'm like because last
1: year, Lillard DeRozan, is front DeRozan probably
0: would have won it last yeah, year.
1: DeRozan, well, DeRozan was the clutch, most clutch guy last year, but I do think if you're looking at the Bulls' overall team, and that's we kind of went off a little bit on our tangent there, I don't like this Bulls team. Really, that's just the short piece of it. Not I yet. think this Knicks team is actually not that bad. Brunson's been solid. Randall's been solid. They've coexisted well. Baird is still very streaky, but he has been okay lately, and he was pretty good in the first game. Mm -hmm. I do really like Grimes. I think they found somebody there who's a nice 3-and-D player, which they really needed, and Mitchell Robinson gives you rim protection. I'm going to go with the Knicks. It goes against my usual theory of splitting back-to-backs, but I think the Knicks are the better team.
0: All right. And I agree with you. I'm going to go go Bulls. I'm going to go with the back-to-back and just go to the Bulls.
1: I'll hedge that. Instead of taking Bulls, I'll just take DeRozan points.
0: Yeah. No, I do think DeRozan scores a lot. All right. And I'm on under. For next game to say, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves going to OKC to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Where the Thunder are a a two-and-a-half point home favorite. 233-and-a-half is the total injury report for these two teams that we have for Minnesota. Rudy Gobert is questionable. D'Angelo Russell is questionable. Austin Rivers is not on injury report. Jordan McLaughlin is out. And then, you know, Cat excuse me, Cat and Torian Prince are out as well. And for OKC, Kendrick Williams is out. D'Ang is injured. Uh, James Robinson Earl is injured.
1: Shoo I mean, I'll blindly take double-double on Nas Reed if uh, Rudy Gobert is not playing.
0: Yeah, definitely. But...
1: I'm going to take (sighs) OKC. It would be such a classic joke, though, if Minnesota just wins without Gobert in the lineup. Just for the hell of it. But, I mean, you know how much I hate this Minnesota team.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the old, well documented. the spot to fade OKC ATS, though, is as a favorite. I remember they struggled last year as a favorite and the games they were actually favorite in, they lost. And it's pretty much the same this year. Two and four is a favorite this far on the season. Uh, but everything for Minnesota is bad. They're 10 and 18 ATS, three and seven in the last 10 games, five and nine on the road, two and eight as an underdog. I mean, I, I'm I. I i feel like i just gotta back shea i gotta back i I gotta back the team that feels more confident in the lineup that they're putting out
1: backing shea backing giddy at least they have some cohesion i don't know what
0: yeah i don't know what you're gonna get from the rotations from the from the timberwolves with you know they haven't played a game with possibly no rudy gobert and possibly no d'angelo russell like that's that's a lot. Now you're getting that d-
1: game. That game was close against the Clippers. I don't know if you watched any of that game. It was disgusting. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was ugly. It, like I said, it was going under. <laughs> I just thought that you know it'd be under in a closer game, but it, it definitely went under. If you had all points under, that cashed. So, but they
1: were giving like Austin Rivers a bunch of minutes, and I'm just looking at the backcourt going. You really have nothing. Yeah. Edwards needs to step up, and I still like Edwards. I know he's a great talent. Is it fair to call him out for being a little bit, not even a little bit, just way too passive this season? He feels invisible in about half the games, if not more, that he's played in this season.
0: It's been inefficient.
1: Yeah, and I know the spacing doesn't help because Gobert's going to sit in the paint, and we know Edwards wants to drive a lot. He really hasn't been good this year, and I feel like people just keep waiting for him to like put up some big games. He really hasn't been good, and I keep waiting for him to step up when guys are out, and he just hasn't done it. I don't even think that's being harsh. I think that's just fair criticism.
0: No. What do you no, think? Is yeah. that fair? No, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. He's just he's, – he's not a fa- – he's 45% from the field right now. And what, you're what's, what's he averaging per game?
1: 22.5. Actually, higher than I thought it was, to be honest.
0: But he's you still – people thought coming – he was going to be at 25 to – you know, he's going to take that next leap scoring-wise. And it just has has been yet. out
1: for what, like three weeks already? That's a lot of extra shots that are available to you, but – He's shooting, his shooting splits, you said before. He's roughly 45, 36, and 75. He's averaging over three turnovers a game. I still mm-hmm. like him as a player, but people were expecting this massive leap after he had a couple big playoff games. He just hasn't been that guy this year.
0: Yeah, I'm going with OKC with the continuity of OKC a little bit better at home. <laughs> Expecting them to get it done and a Timberwolves team that they do play tough and they have. A, I believe they have a win. Yeah, they have a win against them earlier this year already. So was I'm going to go ahead. Game? Uh, no, I don't think that one was overtime. That was just like it a was one just high scoring. There. Okay. Yeah, it was just a high scoring ass game, but no, it wasn't overtime.
1: All right. And uh, we already talked about the props, so.
0: Total, to 233 and a half. Does Minnesota hold up their end of the bargain?
1: I think I have to like the over, though, because without Gobert, don't you just assume they're going to play insanely fast?
0: Yeah, they should.
1: And OKC wants to play fast, so I think the pace is definitely going to help out the over.
0: All right, let's go with it. I'll take it over. <laughs> Next game of the slate. Portland Trailblazers are going to play the Dallas Mavericks. In Dallas, minus four for the Mavericks. 2.25 and a half is the total injury report for this one. And for Portland, we have Josh Hart, who is probable. Drew Eubanks, who is probable. Shannon Watford, who is probable. Uh, you won't, you're not going to see Nazir or Gary Payton in a second. And for Dallas, you have Josh Green, who is out. Davis Bertans, who is questionable. And no Maxi Kleber.
1: Kleber's out for roughly two months. Yes, which you can argue is a blessing in disguise because now they have to give Christian Wood more minutes. But now, uh, eleven and good at home,
0: eleven and four on the road for Portland, thirteen and five as an underdog. Dallas five ten and one at home, six fifteen and one as a favorite. It's like these two teams are on completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Overall, ATS Dallas is nine eighteen and one. Portland 19 and 9. Am
1: I. Isn't that crazy though that Dallas is 11 and 5 straight up at home, but they're so bad against the spread? Yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely insane. Which is. And four is enough for me not to back them on the spread.
1: I'm taking Portland. I I understand that Dallas at home has been good. You can argue that they need a good performance after Mm -hmm. they've been pretty underwhelming. I know Luca went for 42 in the first meeting, and you're assuming Luca might go nuts. I just hate the supporting cast of the passion. And Josh Green is one of the only guys on that team supporting cast that I actually like. I think Josh Green's a good player, and he's just not going to be there. Now they have to reinvent the rotations with a bunch of guys being injured. You're looking at how Portland's played lately. Jeremy Grant, by the way, casual 37 points in the first meeting. Simons is healthy. Lillard's been a lunatic. I think I have to pick Portland. I mean Luca might go nuts again, but I don't like their supporting cast. And I think Portland's just the much better basketball team. And they've mm-hmm. been good on the road. I'm gonna take Portland.
0: All right. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm on Portland. There's, you're not kidding me on Dallas in this game. After seeing them and how they played Milwaukee, was it? No, Cleveland. Cleveland is the one that I'm talking about. They got uh, they
1: got destroyed
0: in that yeah. game. Yeah. And the thing here is that If it was maybe two, then I would probably look to Dallas. But I just have a feeling that Dame is going to have – like they can pull themselves back into the game. Even if Portland goes into the fourth quarter down, they can pull themselves back into the game in the fourth.
1: And Dallas is a terrible team in the fourth quarter because Jason Kidd doesn't actually draw plays at the end of games. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, you just kind of give it to a player and say, hey. Oh,
1: it's the signature Luca step-back 38-footer that never goes in. That's the only play they have with the game on the
0: line. um, So, I'm on Portland. Hold on one second. We have... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Portland, 16-12 and in the fourth quarter... Dallas 13 and 15. Let me see if I can split this down a little bit more. See if there's anything intriguing there. Eight and eight at home for Dallas in the fourth quarter. Uh, Portland nine and six on the road. Let's get a little bit smaller of a sample size there.
1: I mean, I, I mentioned the fourth quarter under last Dallas game, but that was a, a lot of it had to do with Cleveland's pace as well, which isn't exactly applicable in the situation.
0: What last five home games, one and four. ATS in the fourth quarter for Dallas and on the road, Portland is two and three. All right. So nothing no really, really strong meat on the bones there. But I still think that Dame. Clutch player of the year award. Future winner. I don't know. I'm Bubble still about to, I still gotta go find out. Bubble Ooh. MVP Damien Lord. Yeah. I gotta figure out what, what the parameters for that award is, man. I really want to know. I'm about to go look it up after the show. All right. Total sitting at 225
1: and a half. I think I have to lean to the over. I mean, the first meeting landed 229. Luca went for 42. Jeremy Grant went for 37. But I'm not sure if Lillard actually played in that game. I actually want to check that. But I think I'm going to lean to the over. I know Dallas plays slower, but I see a lot of quality shot making in this game. Mm. I just think Portland's going to make more shots. So... I will go with Port. I'll go with Portland in the over. I don't feel great about the over, but I'm going to lean that way. First meeting landed 229. Lillard did play. He had 29 and 12. He attempted 17 free throws in the first game. <laughs> okay, sure.
0: Uh, l- last thing that I wanted to mention before we move on to this game. Hold on, I need to pull it up because I want to see how far this goes back because I know for a fact that Portland has lost five straight to the Mavericks so let's see how far this how long of a win streak is this really Uh, and that's exactly what it is it's four straight yeah five straight so it's five straight so they're on they are on a five straight game win streak against Portland Trailblazers I think it is today. I like
1: Portland. Well, Dallas' team in the past tend, tended to be better, and Portland was also kind of awful the last year and a half, two years. Yeah. So I don't know if that really applies. but Changing up the guard.
0: But they yeah. do have a win against them earlier this season. Yeah. And where – what was the sp-? – because I, I think I was on Portland that game and Dallas got the win.
1: Dallas won by five. But
0: Yeah, but it was – oh, no, Dallas didn't even cover that game. It was a six-and-a-half-point spread, so mm-hmm. – They suck covering at home. That's crazy.
1: Yep. All right. They win
0: games. It's weird. Yeah, very weird. Okay. Denver Nuggets are going to play the Los Angeles Lakers in Los Angeles. Minus one and a half for the Nuggets. 237 and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams. And we have here for Denver, Mike Porter Jr., is injured and according to uh joe mazula's injury report that is a good thing (laughs) not injury report but his scouting report on quizlet that is a good thing that mike Porter jr is not playing absolutely killed him in that scouting report Mm -hmm. and for the lakers lebron james and anthony davis are probable when Yang gabriel is out and jta is not going to play Twenty for twenty-five, and for LeBron and twenty-four for twenty-six for AD when the probable tab has been given. All right, is this? First, first is of this, all, I like
1: I like the under. I think this total is insanely high. It
0: is very, it is very, very high, and I think the Lakers play a little bit better defense than the totals giving them credit for.
1: If you, they played twice this season, right? So the first meeting landed two oh nine. Second meeting landed 231 totals at 238.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That sounds way too high. And Porter Jr. is one of the worst defensive players in the league, at least for Denver's team. And he's not playing, so you're assuming Denver defensively will be a little bit better. I know. Yeah, you're going to be seeing
0: Bruce Brown. Yeah, and... they were
1: awful defensively against Washington, but they were also they scored 98 points in the paint against Washington. I don't think they really cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I have to lean to the under in this game based on how the two meetings have gone. I kind of like the Lakers here.
0: Yeah, me too, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately, but Jokic destroyed uh, the Lakers in the first meeting. He had a masterclass game, I believe. A second meeting, I want to say he was pretty good, but not great. He had 23 points. He didn't really do much. I am going to lean to the Lakers, though. They had the Celtics on the ropes, and I think people will blindly bet Denver, but this line looks extremely short. Like Mm -hmm. sketchily short. Mm -hmm. Seems like a trap to me. I'm going to take the Lakers at home.
0: Yeah, I think it's a trap too. And many will fall into it. We will not. I think this is a spot, rare spot, that you can back the Lakers. At home with the Denver team that's not that good on the road. I mean, the Lakers aren't that good, period, but the Denver is not that good on the road. And if we get Anthony Davis, that we Doesn't know if he's. feel Davis like a
1: 35 15 type game for Davis where he just goes yeah. for like some ridiculous 30 and 15 and attempts like yep. 10, 15 free throws or something. And that's
0: exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, Lakers should. Yeah, they should really trade Russ while they can. <laughs> but because I think his stock is going to be the highest it's ever been right now. But
1: I think Russ right. right now is arguably the most overrated player in the league. And half the team, half of the people that follow basketball think he's bad. Mm-hmm. And I still think he's overrated because he's favored to win six man of the year and they're better with him off the floor, <laughs> which is like the ultimate gaslighting, by the way. He's favored to win an award when he's they're better with when he doesn't play.
0: All right. Hopefully this doesn't go to overtime.
1: That, that's the problem the Lakers Overs, run into. They were going to overtime recently, but you can argue that it actually benefits the Lakers because they've lost a couple of these games, but they've gone to overtime against some good competition. Mm-hmm. They might be a little bit undervalued.
0: Yeah. Just live bet them when it goes over, live bet against them when it goes overtime.
1: Yep. All right. Before we get
0: into our lock and dog, we got to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy because Underdog Fantasy, you can play in NFL playoff, best ball. They have Battle Royale formats, they have pick contests, all of that. And if you haven't signed up already, you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Use promo code SGPN, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. What do I want to lock up on the slate? Mm, is it that easy? Is it that easy? It's just saying Cleveland. It's
1: never, it's never that easy. I don't even know what you're talking about, but it's never that easy.
0: It really is never that easy. But, however, I'm going to go Cleveland minus eight. Okay. For my dog. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Portland could be Portland on the road. Could be no. I ended up going Bulls. Can't do that. Could be Detroit in the early slate. I think those are the only dogs. I really well. LA is technically a dog, but that's a baby dog. I'm not taking that. Oh, or I could do Orlando. Oh, that would kill the curse. That would kill the curse if I bet Orlando and Orlando won. I feel like it's over. That'd be a whole same like
1: ending of a curse. It's like six the six to one. Six to one? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so. Like six to one? Okay. Okay. I mean, come on, Paulo. Paulo's you you're Let's see here. Because well, Boston is getting into a soft part of their schedule. And I just want to find a spot where we can. Oh, and this is a back-to-back. Yep, nope. We got another back-to-back game set. I didn't realize. This is a back-to-back game set. They play again on Sunday. So I'm going to take my chances. And hopefully Orlando comes up in shocks. And then, you know, Boston comes and beats the brakes out of them in the second game. Orlando, 6-1. to one. That's my dog. But I will add a bonus dog of Portland at plus 145. Because I do really like Portland today. All
1: right, uh, so I have one dog that I like. I'll give a bonus dog too because I see two that I like. Uh, so for my lock here, it's the game after, so I feel like it's just going to happen. I do like that Nixon in Bulls under. I'm trying yeah, to. I'm trying to think, that if, trying to think if that is actually my favorite play or not. Because I do like that Lakers under as well against the Nuggets. I think that's if totally I didn't more.
0: normally give out against the spread as my lock, I would probably give out that total. I do like that total a lot.
1: Yeah, the Bulls shot so well from the floor. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the under 225 and a half in that Knicks Bulls game as my lock. And for my first dog, I'm gonna go with two player props, by the way. First one, I'm gonna take Munaf's favorite player. I'm gonna take Mason Plumley double double okay. at plus two ten.
0: Okay.
1: I think it's an absolute steal at plus two ten. If you want to look at Mason Plumley's last couple of games, these are the re- these are the rebounding numbers, his last couple of games. 18, 12, 9, 11, 12, 11, 10, 4, 12, 13. For points. 12, what did he play the four? Who did he play the four
0: against? Like, who was it that he had played four? played Boston.
1: Played 27 minutes. What a bum. But once again, he's had at least 10 rebounds in six of the last seven games. The one exception, he had nine. The points, 12, 7, 13, 13, 8, 13, 17. And Capella's out. He's against the Kongwu. And a Kung Wu is six foot eight. So Plumley actually has like an inch or two advantage on of height. Totals 240. Like there's gonna be points from everybody in this game. Double double plus two ten for a guy who should play roughly 30 minutes. I think it's a hell of a price. I'll take Plumley double double. All right. And my super long on uh, other dog I'm gonna take. We're both double dogging it today. Well you I were I had two dogs that I actually liked. I thought about putting wings in my lock actually, but you gave out oh, two shit. dogs, <laughs> so I'll give out my uh second one. James Harden triple double. 10 there to 1. Go. 10 to 1. Yeah. I, I like. think it's a great price at 10 to 1.
0: Yeah, no. I think you're getting a value there. All right. Uh wow, we got fantasy football advice here. Why not? Sure. You guys have been great in the chat all day. We'll go ahead quick. I know this is a B ball, but should I go Hertz versus Chicago or Mahomes versus the Texans? I think this is a Mahomes game where he just I'm, tries I'm to Mahomes go. First all, I think he yeah. tries to secure that that uh what is it that MVP. So I I say go Mahomes because I, I do the think there's a lot of possibility.
1: Yeah, I think the answer is automatically Mahomes because even though Hertz can run, like Miles Sanders might just score two touchdowns and you're just screwed at that point. If you're expecting blowouts from both games, the Chiefs just don't want to run. Mahomes walks into 330 passing yards every game. So I'd probably go Mahomes if I had to choose because I do think if you're expecting blowouts on both sides, Philly might just run it down their throat with Sanders and Gainwell and all these guys. The Chiefs just want to throw the ball all the time. So I have to go with Mahomes for volume.
0: Yep. I I think that there is a somewhat of a get-up spot for... Uh, Chicago, and I think Jalen, this could be a letdown spot for the Philly Eagles. So it's a, it's smashed in between two division games. So that's never good for them. All right, enough about football. This is a basketball show. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here?
1: No, I might end up parlaying uh, Plumlee and Harden and we'll see what happens. But should be fun. A lot of games, a lot of high totals. So expect some serious player prop parlays from all over Twitter or maybe just from yourself. But in general, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Show Radio. And I'm looking forward to the bowl games over the weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you get into the bowl challenge if you haven't already, even though the game started. Maybe I think you can still get in. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked. Sorry. I shouldn't say that. Either way, next we are back on Monday. We're back on Monday. And so appreciate everybody here. Don't really have anything else to say. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. He's at Rush Radio. I'm at reallyreal underscore underscore. And with that being said, I have no idea how to end the podcast. So we are out of Basketball, give, give, give me, the ball, because I'm gonna, go get Basketball,